Here at The Collective, we rock with four tenets. Self-care, personal development, health and wellness, and relationships. All in an effort to live soulful. Soul to the F-U-double-L. Soul to the F-U-double-L. Soul to the F-U-double-L. It's just me and the homegirls. Welcome back to the Soulful Collective with the Homegirls podcast. It's your homegirl, Tiff G. And today on the podcast, we are talking friendships, sisterhood, homegirls. We are talking connectedness. Um, But before we get into that, can we pause for a moment and just put a little respect on that podcast intro? (laughs) Okay, I had... So much fun doing it. I wrote wrote the lyrics at the end of 2020, I believe. And um, my little cousin, LBL, big shout out to him, helped me bring it to life at the beginning of this year. And now finally today, I'm adding it to my podcast. I had to A, sit down and take time to do it and uh, kind of get over myself and my technical uh, challenges. But here we are and it played. And so I'm happy about that. I hope you enjoyed it. How are you doing? My hope, you know, is that you are somewhere living soulful because that is what life is really about. It is about living from your soul. It is about living full. And of course, only you and God can determine what that looks like for you. But I hope that we can help one another along the way. Thank you so much for the gift of your time today. So this topic of friendships, of sisterhood, is one that is really near and dear to my heart. I do have sisters, but growing up, I grew um, I grew up with just me and my mother uh, as an only child. And so my friendships have always been very important to me. And about 11 years ago, I really was feeling the need for something more where friendships were concerned. And so I want to say I curated what I needed, but I know that it was a God thing. Uh, God orchestrated something and I showed up and um, and it just became something beautiful, something that I'm sure I would not have imagined 
and definitely would not have created on my own. But thank God he helped me to curate what was something that I thought I just needed, but it wasn't just me. So I thank him for that. And I believe that's what we should all do. If we need something and we don't have it, um, we have to figure out ways to seek God and create it. So before we get into this conversation, I want to ask you all if you are familiar with a book called Blue Zones. So this book I read several years ago, and I reread it again from time to time just for encouragement. It's about these zones in the world where people live longer and live healthier due to the way they do life. Um, and so one of the things that the book talks about is connectedness. So that being connected to your friends, to your family, and how that adds longevity and health to our lives. And so as we dive into this topic, I just want to share with you some of the benefits, uh, according to studies, that friendships give us. And I'm just going to give you a few, but one is stronger immunity, right? We all want that. We want to live well, and so the next is lower stress, which we can imagine that sharing with friends can lead to our body producing less cortisol because we are holding everything inside. Then there's improved self-confidence because, of course, your homegirls are going to offer you praise. They're going to give you encouragement. They're also going to give you a hand in difficult times. And then there's increased levels of happiness because when we socialize with good people, you know, you say, oh, they're good people. When we socialize with good people, um, positive people, that rubs off on us, right? And so that increased level of happiness is really important for longevity of life as well. And then lastly, just better overall health. Because what what are your sister girls going to do? What are your homegirls going to do? They're going to A, give you permission to take a break when you need it. They're going to help you in terms of, you know, you all encouraging each other with exercise or the way you're eating or just overall life. And so I encourage you to get yourself some good friends. And as I always say, if you don't have it, believe God for it and be it. And I believe that it will come to you. And I'd like to introduce to the listening audience, one of my good friends, my guest for today. She is uh, one-fourth of that curated group that I mentioned earlier. Only one-fourth because, as she always says, the whole is a lot to take at once. <laughs> <laughs> so, but trust and believe you will hear from them in the future as well. But my friend and one of the homegirls in the collective who is absolutely beautiful and brilliant, so much so that um, I always tell other people that in our friend group, she was given the name Smartness, which... I think she pretty much loathed at first, but I'm starting to hope that she's leaning into that. But anyway, she knows it's true. Nona, would you say hello to the listeners? Hello. How are you? I'm thrilled to be here. I'm downright giddy, so I'll try to contain that. <laughs> Yay! All right. So um, I always do this thing where I say, I knew that I liked someone when. And so... For Nona, um, we, when we met, um, I, I knew that I liked you. So I'll say I knew that I really liked you when uh, several years ago, I started a book club and we, you know, everybody was selecting books and we were reading all of these um, books that were just, for lack of a better term, maybe you needed a really high IQ to read the books. And um, 
Nona said to us one day, or maybe she just said it to me, I don't know, but she said, you know, we are all smart women. We don't have anything to prove. We are educated. We are all of these things. And so can we just read something different? <laughs> and <laughs> when she said that, I was like, ooh, I really, I, I really like Nona because I feel like a lot of times in relationships, once you stop wasting time performing, mm -hmm. Um, and you are, you know, you're wasting time trying to portray an image that you want a friend or whomever else to see that you want them to think that you're smart or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that you're a good mom, that you're successful, that you mm -hmm. have a put together house, whatever it is, <laughs> um, it's, it, it becomes exhausting mm -hmm. and, um, it wastes so much time and space that could be spent investing in real conversations and real connections. So that's when I knew I really knew that I liked Nona. So, um, <laughs> Nona, when you meet new people, what is it about someone that makes you want to be their friend immediately? That's a great question, Tiffany. And I would say I'm not typically a person who immediately knows I want to be a friend. I'm, I'm curious about people. And it's oftentimes I would say if people show up authentic, but also with a level of vulnerability, right? Yeah. So if you drop something in the middle of a space and instead of worrying about what everybody's thinking, you kind of pick it up and make something happen with it. Uh, those people I'm attracted to. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm also attracted to people who are not like me. I am initially pretty reserved and um, I observe quite a bit of details. I trust my sixth sense. Um, yes. And so people who, who are, you know, they make me curious. Those are the folks I am drawn to be friends with. Okay. That's good. I like that, that authenticity mm -hmm. and vulnerability and somebody that's different, like, so often I think people fall into the trap of trying to look for someone that's like them, but those differences really bring some uniqueness it's, to the relationship. Absolutely. It stretches you, right? How can I grow? How can I learn? I'm a learner. I'll, I'll be a lifelong learner. And so you learn from people. And so if someone has mastered something that I don't even know I need to master, uh, right. they come into my life and it's an opportunity for me. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Okay. So then in addition to, I guess, that vulnerability, that authenticity, um, some of those things that you just mentioned, um, what is one thing that you feel like you both look for and you bring to the table yourself as a friend? I value loyalty. Mm -hmm. And I value people who desire to be healthy. Like healthy meaning you can celebrate other women and you yeah. can be, allow yourself to be celebrated by them. And so I like women who can say, oh, there's enough for all of us. Come on in. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I appreciate about friends and um, it attracts me to, to people, you know, who bring that quality. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm dancing. You can't see me right now because this we're doing this by phone. Yes. But I'm over here dancing because I'm like, yes, if you wonder why she's my friend, <laughs> that's why. 
okay that's why first two answers right off the cuff just boom boom that's why (laughs) okay so um yes I love that like for real like we there is enough room for all of us Mm -hmm. and just learning like you said that when a beautiful, brilliant woman walks into the room, I, I don't need to be intimidated. Mm-hmm. I need to, we need to celebrate. Um, and on the flip side of that, when a woman walks in the room who, you know, maybe appears to be covered in dust, we also are not walking away from that. We're saying, no, she's something to celebrate Absolutely. too. Because there's a story, there's there's um, life, there's dreams, there's goals, all of that within all of us. And it's all to be celebrated. Yes. So, okay. And I have to be mindful of that, Tiffany, because sometimes I think I can show up as, um, I always want people to be them, but their best selves. So I'm like seeing stuff and hearing stuff. And then I tend to say, so what are you going to do about that? Um, you're going to follow up. We're going to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. how can I, how can I support you? And so, um, I have to sometimes temper that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So Nona, complete this sentence. Yeah. I have a hard time in friendships when, Ooh. when people just lie to lie, a lie on top of a lie my lord um and i know it's not about the other folks when they're doing that but it just rubs me the wrong way um because once you lie as my dad would say you got to remember the lie and keep it straight so i i i struggle when people lie and when people are not loyal and loyal means for me you're able to tell me something you need me to hear and you don't tell tiffany something you need me to hear uh um, yes. So loyal to me is not like hold me up when I'm out of control and, you know, going left. No, loyalty to me is you you trust me enough to say, no, no, you are. You you need to come back, come back from the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's those are things that matter to me in, in friendships. And if, when they're broken, um, it's hard for me to come back. I'm forgiving, but I am also uh, somewhat like an elephant. I remember it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Um, Because, you know, like you said, your dad said, you you, if you're continuously lying, you have to remember the lies. Mm -hmm. And then um, my kids, when they were in school there, I think it was like their kindergarten teacher or something had this little song. It went, nobody believes a liar, even when they're telling the Mm. truth. And so that's the unfortunate thing is that you, that person may get to a space where they're telling the truth and not, we're looking at you side eye like, nah, you probably still lying. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm good. Right. You know? Right. So, okay. So um, you spoke a little bit earlier about vulnerability. What does vulnerability look like in a friendship to you? Okay. Tiffany, you're inviting me to be, bring my full self to this conversation. So. That's right. Uh, vulnerability means if I'm naked on the side of the road, I call you, you show up. You don't say, how'd you get here? What'd you do? You say, <laughs> I'm here for you. I got a blanket. Let's cover all that up and get to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important, right? So seeing me mm-hmm. at my worst, uh, ju- not judging me, supporting me. And then on the flip side, doing the same. 
uh, creating that holding space when your friends can't hold it, uh, whatever yeah. life has given them, that they need somebody and, and you're willing to be that. I, I have been blessed with just incredible people who've done everything for me. Older women who I didn't have the sense to have the wisdom, right? I hadn't lived long enough who showed up mm-hmm. in my life and blessed me. And um, I'm looking forward to when that, when I'm able to be that for someone who's younger and new to parenting and I'm able to lean in for them. Yeah. That's beautiful. You said, I'm lying on the side of the road naked and you don't come to ask me how <laughs> I got there or why I'm naked. You just come with a blanket. Come on now. Cover me up. Ooh, that's deep. And I, I strive to be that for other people. I, I really, yeah. you know, you can get to the why because it's usually complex. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Right now, we just need to cover your naked mm-hmm. butt up and get you out of here. Yeah, definitely. You know, so thinking about that, it makes me think about... Um, the question of how you show up for a friend during a difficult season in their life. And as you mentioned, kind of on the flip side of that, how you show up for them um, or how you allow Mm -hmm. a friend to show up for you during a difficult season in your life. Because I think those are um, moments of high vulnerability um, and they can, can look, can look a little different depending on how we respond. And, And as you were saying earlier, Um, showing up in that way is when, you know, we're showing up for one another, even when we're at our worst during some of those really messy (laughs) parts of life. And that, in fact, is vulnerability. Um, But Nona, do you think, so I know, and um, I'm quite sure right now, anybody who who is listening knows after that um, illustration that you just gave us, that you show up for friends during difficult seasons in their lives. Um, now that was a naked on the side <laughs> of the road instance, but just, just okay. regularly, um, how do you see yourself um, or how do you best show up for a friend during difficult seasons in their lives? I am, I am a giver. So I'm usually looking for something practical I can do. I'm always willing to mm-hmm. pray. I'm always willing to sit with and just be and do nothing uh, and wait for that person to discover or uncover what they need me to do. And when I say I'm willing to do, I'm like, you want me sweep? What you you want me to do? And I mean that. I'm not going to offer something I can't do. If I don't sweep floors, I'm not going to offer it. So uh, Mm -hmm. I will do whatever my friends ask me to do for them. Um, And I think I had to learn that by allowing my friends to show up for me. I didn't always know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've carried shame. I've carried everything that every person who's breathing has carried. And I was carrying something really heavy uh, when I met the rest of our core group. Uh, And I said it out loud. And they looked at me like, what is wrong with you? That's not your problem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who are these people? They're my people. Mm -hmm. And that freed me in a way that I didn't know I needed to be freed. And so, um, you know, it's that ugly stuff. And so I'm appreciative of that. So I'm also not a friend just in a crisis. I'm in a friend who will say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm in a friend. I, I have been a friend when I've seen something and I said, oh, I know she'll like this. I'll just grab it. 
Um, so mm-hmm. when you ask me the other thing that kind of stresses me about friends, I don't like tit for tat friendships. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're making me think, girl. I, I don't like tit for tat <laughs> friendships. If I do something for you because I want to do it, I am not looking for you to give me something back. Because uh, I'm, right. I'm giving from my heart and I'm giving because I know you mm-hmm. and um, and and I've also had to learn that some people are really uncomfortable with that right and so then yeah. I moderate because it's not about me I need to give people what they need not what I want them to have and so I have Amen. to moderate my giving um, it's like a, it's not mm-hmm. as if I've ever shown up with like something outlandish I'm pretty practical um, but I have friends who are uncomfortable even when they have a need and I have to balance my need to give them something or to say I'm there for you um, without making them uncomfortable. So it's a balancing act of saying, here's what I think you need. And the other piece is hearing what you say I can do for you. Sorry, Tiffany, my neighborhood right. is having a moment. Um, <laughs> that's okay. These moments are fleeting. We always right. pray. Okay. So, so I, think, <laughs> I think that's how. I think that's how it works out. Okay. That's good, Nona. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the key things that you said was that, um, that you need to focus on what they need, not what you want them to have. And I think that's really important and a place of maturity to um, come to that, you know, place and just realize that. So on the flip side of that, Nona, how do you um, show up for a friend during a difficult season in your life. So you're going through it. Your friend needs you. What do you do? I show up for my friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a relief in some ways. Um, <laughs> because my, my challenge may still be there when I get back and as I step away. So it yeah. can offer me a reprieve to go and lean in to support someone else. I also believe in, you know, reciprocal good things happening. So if I can step out and be a blessing to someone else, I know my blessings coming. And so um, I, I, you know, I'm a Southerner um, and that's a blessing, but it's also a challenge. I'm a Southern woman. And so sometimes giving and giving and giving can have its, you know, uh, be a detriment but I think when a friend needs you a friend mm-hmm. needs you and most friends are so respectful they've considered what you may be going through and so they're probably not going to even ask you it's that being right. in tune where I'm like Tiffany ran through my mind let me be obedient and check on her and say hey what's up mm-hmm. right or whatever mm-hmm. but it's never something that friends have needed that is going to cost me to that degree that I'm not able to do it. I just, I just haven't had that experience. I've not. Right. So, so um, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about friendship in the collective, I, I shared a quote with you and that um, I'm reminded of it again right now when you, when you were just talking about how a friend may need you, but they may not mm-hmm. say anything because of their own reasons or they're like, Oh my goodness, you know, I already know Nona's dealing with this, that, and the other, so I don't want to bother her. But, um, you know, the quote was, only those who love you can hear you, can hear you when you're silent. Um, And so it is really important to be in tune with one another um, so that you can. And that doesn't mean that, you know, hey, we're not mind readers, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) 
there are moments when it's like, okay, look, you know, I got 600,000 things going on, but you know, if you need me, I'm coming. So just say the word Absolutely. and I'll be there. Um, so then the other piece to that is, as you stated, you know, many times um, as women, we are givers and we are nurturers um, and we sometimes have a, a, a difficult we we struggle with difficulty in allowing people mm-hmm. to be there for us. So when you're in um, your own difficult time, how do you allow your friends or do you allow your friends to uh, show up for you? Um, this is an odd time, but it makes me really laugh because my friends know me. And um, I have laughed at myself when I've noticed a pattern in some of my behaviors, right? So, um, one is about driving (laughs) and I don't mind driving, but you know, I'll take a pickup any day. So I have, I have people like, I'm gonna pick you up. I'm like, okay, then I'm gonna get in the passenger seat. And I think that's just, um, symbolic of when I'm going through a hard time. Um, Mm. people know that and, and, and I invite people in, in different levels based on what they can handle. Right. I've got people in my life Mm -hmm. who uh, will show up and say, what I can do for you is bring you a meal from Culver's. And I'm like, okay, I'm down. Mm -hmm. And then I've got other people in my life who say, I'm praying for you and I'm going to bring you some chocolate chip cookie dough and surprise you. Um, I've got a layered Mm -hmm. group of people in my life. I've been through hard situations when I had a child that was hospitalized and people showed up. People came on their lunch breaks. People brought food. Uh, people prayed continuously. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's just trusting that people can handle it. And there have been friends of mine sometimes that I have, they've known things that I would say sometimes my siblings haven't known. Um, so friendship yeah. and sisterhood is just a powerful thing. I have sisters. I have lots of sisters. And um most of us are very, very close, but there are things that they can't uh, respond to in the same manner because often they're carrying all of our lives, right? We've been together forever. Uh, whereas friends come in and they see you in the now, right? They see you in this evolved yeah. person that you are or have become or are becoming. Um, and they can ride with you forward in that journey, with not having to always go back to the origin. And so friendships have offered that. But I think trusting what people can bring, you know, in all transparency, um, you, I had to get comfortable asking for what I needed so I would not be disappointed. Uh, so that my mm-hmm. expectations would match what people could give me, or at least I put my expectations out there. Because if people are really honest, sometimes you're disappointed and you don't know what to do with it. And you miss the opportunity to inform people how you how you needed to be supported. So it's a both and. I, I have healthy friendships um, where I'm able to say, Tiffany, I'm going to need some help with this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then what I've learned from Tiffany, hmm, you better know what you want, how you want it. And I'll, you're going to laugh because this is what I learned about Tiffany. One time we were putting together some refreshments. For an event, and I had never put frozen grapes on anything. And we were putting frozen grapes on skewers, I believe. And, 
you know, because I'd never done it before, I was open to feedback. Because Tiffany has some specificities about <laughs> how these grapes needed to go on there. And I had to roll with that, right? This was not my event. I was an I was a supporter and helper. Um, but but she gave me feedback and I need to get with it. And so I did. And at the moment of the event, I say our friendship, oh my God. Folks showed up. Tiffany didn't have to do anything but yeah. host and be cute. Um, we were doing it all. We we were we were doing refills and um whatever needed to be done we were making it happen and and that's the type of uh friendship that we have and i have that friendship with some other folks too but this core group is a rock star type of group and when i say you can ask people to do anything for you they'll do it i go to zumba once a year um (laughs) (laughs) you know may not sound like a big deal um but I go because it celebrates a friend. And so uh, it's good for me, but it really celebrates a friend. So it's that stretching piece that I talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There are so <laughs> many moments. So many. You didn't moments. know about the grapes impact uh-huh. on me, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not. And I'm glad it wasn't traumatizing. <laughs> I don't even... I mean, I remember us doing that, but I don't remember anything else, any directives or anything like that. But I believe it to be true. (laughs) So the thing is that day to day, I say I am not a particular person. And I really, really believe that. But I do think that there may be some particular moments that I have during times like that. But Tiffany, I think that's important because that's what I'm saying, asking for what you need and how you need it in the friendship Mm -hmm. too, right? Because if you said, no, no, do something else, I needed to adapt to do that because I was there to, I was there to serve and to meet your needs. And so um, I I think knowing what you want is okay. Yes. Knowing what you want And I think the beautiful thing that we can speak to is kind of what you said earlier, how that goes and extends always. So right now, okay, yeah, we're focused on you, what you need. We we got Mm -hmm. you, you know, next week we focus over here on you, what you need. Like, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful dance. Um, And then that word serve to know that, you know, in this moment, we are at mm-hmm. your service. We're in service to you. What do you need? Um, and I think that that's really, that is another piece of being vulnerable Absolutely. and just, you know, um, showing up for one another. So yes, yes, and amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you think about friendships, besides the lying, because we know that that is hugely uh, a, a, a big turnoff, what would you say is another immediate like friendship turn off for you? Um, this is complex, but I think it's trusting me when you are in the hard space that I can handle it and I can. We're back. Lord knows we don't know what happened, (laughs) but here we are. So um, you were giving a beautiful answer um, when we started having technical difficulties 
um, to the question, what's an immediate friendship turn off for you? And I heard most of what you said, but if you could just repeat that um, for the listeners. So what's an immediate friendship turn off? I think I was saying, because I got a little stressed by the technical difficulties. Oh, well, I can remind you. That would be helpful. Yes, please. So basically you were talking about how when a friend is going through something and they don't trust you with it and they tell you about it, you know, after it's over, oh, well, this is what I was dealing with or going through. Um, So basically I think it it boiled down to a trust issue. Absolutely. A trust issue. Thank you for that. It's a trust Mm -hmm. issue. And then I have to always remind myself, it's not about me. It's their work and it's their journey. Um, so sometimes people don't share or invite you in because they need to figure it out. Um, so I'm open to that too. But sometimes I think it's, and it's still their issue, I guess, is a shame or some other difficulty. Uh, but I think trust is hugely important in friendships, true authentic friendships where you're not looking for perfection. You know, uh, yes. you, you have some guardrails around what's acceptable. Uh, in a friendship but if someone falters which we all do it's okay and I think having that before it happens oh come on before it happens having that before it happens right um you know I'm on I'm always on a journey so I'll arrive when I get to the pearly gates but I'm always on a journey of doing some self-work and uh reflection and trying to think about how I can grow so um Sometimes I just have to be mindful again that everyone isn't doing that type of work. Yes. Um, and I'm not in, I'm not at all seeking perfection. I'm seeking just to be better. Um, and so I just have to be mindful and sensitive to that. Yeah, that's so good. Oh my goodness. I cannot, it would take me a while to, we, we, we can have a sidebar when we get done, honey, because look, that is a whole, that is just so true. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I mean, I understand that that may be the case, what you said. I believe that to be very true that sometimes when you are in the middle of something and you are going through, you're so busy trying to figure it out, trying to work it out, um, that it's hard to maybe then sit down and talk with a friend about it. But one of the things that I have learned is that at the very least, I can give you, um, say, if that's happening to me, I can give you the minimum, Nona, because I love you and I respect you and I do value our relationship and I don't want to lose it. So um, instead of you trying to figure out in your head what's going on, if I just say, hey, girl, I'm really, really going through it right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just I'm not even comfortable enough to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know it has nothing to do with you. I love you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. Uh, you know, one time I remember going through a really difficult time in life and my aunt basically, you know, just let me know, like, if you want to talk, we can talk. You know, if if we need to go lay hands on people, we can lay hands, like whatever. You <laughs> need to do. And to a, a point that you made earlier with a friend, when you need me, um, sometimes if you just need me to sit there in silence mm-hmm. or sometimes you're going through it and you, you, you like, look, I don't need a reminder of that. So can we just go over here and do this and act like, you know, life is great? Because that's what I need in this moment. Exactly. Um, so whatever it is. But yes, that's 
that trust is a big, big issue. And it looks different. People just think trust like, oh, I trust you not to go tell my business or share my secrets, but it's so much more and so much deeper mm-hmm. than that. Absolutely, Tiffany. When I reference the older woman who came into my life, I was a parent. Uh, we were parenting two young kids. I think they're 24 months apart. And she was <laughs> you think. a girl. Uh, she would come over and she would just show up. And initially I was embarrassed, right? I'm like, the house is a mess. I'm a mess. (laughs) And she would say, okay, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to get the kids a bath. I'm like, you can get my kids a bath. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I'm glad you came by is how it (laughs) evolved. And, um, but initially I had just never had that. And it, it was transformative for me to be able to build trust. Uh, I had to let go, right? She wasn't going to do things the way that I was going to do them. But I knew my kids were going to be okay. Um, and it was just, it, it, it was transformative. I'm combing her hair. I'm like, oh, that hairstyle is really ugly. But you know what? It's off my <laughs> list. I don't have to do it. And I was right. grateful for that. Absolutely. Right. Did you get the opportunity to share that with her? I got the opportunity to share that the relationship grew distant at one point. Um, There's an age difference and um, it's a long story, but anyway, she moved to the cities uh, from Mankato where we initially met. Um, And then she found her own people and her own community. So we maintained touch. She passed away a few years ago, suddenly, uh, but was a faithful woman. So also modeled living out her faith right she's one mm-hmm. she's the only person i know who can fast for 40 days okay My Lord. yes so she could do that <laughs> and show up over here and help a sister out on the day day on the basic <laughs> you talking about showing god's love that's what she did on the earth mm-hmm. you know because it was nothing for her to come mm-hmm. in and say i'm gonna wash these dishes or i'm gonna do whatever and pray for you at the same time and see you tomorrow like okay thanks that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Wow. So um, I want to ask you, because we're talking a lot about just kind of the, what, what this looks like to us um, kind of laid out in, in practical ways, but even on a, you said earlier, like I'm a very practical person. So being intentional, I think you've kind of without me asking that question, kind of spoke to it a little bit, but is there anything else you would add um, regarding being intentional in your friendships? You know, I think it's an area of growth for me. Um, COVID has been a teacher. Um, This year, my word, one of my words is kind of follow through. Um, And I have great ideas, I promise you. They just rain down in the shower. And uh, execution, getting them done. And so intentionality, I'm intentional about friendships because I guard them and protect them, but I need to lean in sometimes, I think, um, Mm -hmm. and do, be the initiator, I would say. That's a place of growth for me. It's like, you be the host, you be the convener, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and intentionally creating space and opportunities to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with COVID, how well do you feel like you've stayed connected with friends? Um, 
because obviously it's it's a little bit more challenging for us during this time. But what are some of the ways that you've been able to still connect with friends? I have been blessed because my friends are creative. (laughs) (laughs) And my friends, again, like I said, I haven't had to be the initiator. I've had to show up. And so that's what I'm good at doing right now. I'm showing up for yoga. I'm showing up for outside um, birthday celebrations. I've shown up, you know, for the Soulful Collective. I have shown up um, in drive-by celebrations for folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And folks have done the same for me. So um, we've we've done a, I say we, because I don't think I'm an initiator in this, but we have done a good job of staying connected and inviting others in um, <laughs> to to enjoy some friendship and um, getting to know each other. And so the circle has grown during, during COVID. And I think that's the first time I've thought about that, but the circle has grown. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, and I don't think I've heard any complaints about the circle growing. So that's good too. Well, I know when that's uh, coming, but okay. but yeah I mean I think that that is um really important and when I think about you know if you have you know because I think of friendships sometimes in um layers or rings or Mm -hmm. something if you will and um I often think that people use the term you know my best friend and stuff like that a lot which I don't I feel like as you get older you kind of lose some of the naming of stuff but um (laughs) I feel like that if we were going to use that term best or closest friends, maybe, or something like that, that's not necessarily about um, exclusivity, but it's, it's, it's about the time spent yes. together, right? yes. the, the years of stories and the love and the support that have kind of granted us this higher honor of friendship, Absolutely. if you will. Um, and so, but yes, COVID has definitely stretched all of us in terms of you know, trying to um, to still cultivate our friendships and stay connected um, while all of us are still, you know, managing all the rest of the parts of life. Right. So I think it's getting excited. I, I think uh, the reason I do show up is I'm I'm um, I'm I'm showing up for what's planned, but I'm showing up for the unexpected. I'm showing up for that natural connectedness. Somebody's going to tell some truth bomb. Uh, in the middle of everything that we're doing, um, mm-hmm. even if it's I can't get in that pose, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 I think the other thing we we um, I would say we are very um, I think culturally diverse is appropriate kind of group, right? We have some mm-hmm. unique lived experiences and. Um, <laughs> And nobody gives those up. I mean, people bring it all in no. the room. Yep. And um, yep. It, it makes for uh, what's important to me is always an opportunity to learn something new, but also an opportunity to just crack up um, <laughs> at how we've experienced the world and that we're sharing it and we're still uncovering things with each other. It's like, you were told what about that? Oh right. my God. Okay. I was told this. And somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. lies, you know, maybe some truth, but it's, um, it's fun. Lots of laughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so one of the things that you just said that I love, because, you know, I, I pick up these random things that I love one sentence. Uh, um, I don't know what you call them, one one liners mm-hmm. or something, but show, show up for what's planned, but also show up for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Oh, like for real, because there's always <laughs> something. Yes. Always. Yes. Oh, and those are the moments. Those are the pearls. Yes. Those are the pearls. Mm-hmm. So, Nona, how have you witnessed um, the women in your life, whether they are, you know, your peers or older women? It could have even been your mother, your aunts, whomever, your sisters. Um, how have you witnessed them doing friendships and how has that influenced you in your relationships? Yeah, it just made me think back. And the one that comes up for me of a healthy friendship was my mom's friendship uh, with a friend of hers named Miss Yvonne. And um, I don't even know how long they've been friends, but seemingly all of our lives, right? And so she and Miss Yvonne um, shared a friendship. You know, I know that she taught my mom to drive and my mom was a late driver. Um, Like myself, she encouraged my mom to uh, pursue education. My mom had graduated as a salutatorian in her high school class, but did not go to college. And Miss Yvonne was a teacher, I believe. And so she encouraged my mom to go to college. So my mom went to college. Um, and then at the end of Miss Yvonne's life, we didn't know that. And, and they had been neighbors in different neighborhoods, right? So when we were really little, we lived in one neighborhood. And then we both moved to these new, as they call them down south, developments. Uh, so we moved to these yeah. developments. Yeah. And uh, uh, we weren't next door neighbors, but we were probably a few blocks apart. But Miss Yvonne was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. Mm. And you talk about faithful and dutiful. My mother and my father went to Miss Yvonne and Mr. George's home probably every day for prayer, every day for prayer. And then they came up with this diet. I don't know who found it. I'm thinking my mother did. It was some kind of grape diet. And they were trying this <laughs> thing out. Do you hear me? Uh, and you know, there was cooking and all the usual stuff, but their commitment as a couple to another couple. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time right now I'm thinking of as a couple, but because mom and Miss Yvonne were such close friends, but Mr. George and my dad were friends too, because of them, there's pictures of them dancing in their tuxedos and their sequence gowns gown. We have, it's one of our wow. favorite pictures of the four of them. And, but they went to that house every day, every day for prayer. We knew once dinner was over, they were leaving. They went for prayer and uh, to encourage and support them. And when Miss Yvonne passed away, my mom stayed connected to her children uh, who were varying ages, right? And so it was just a powerful demonstration of friendship. They weren't at each other's house every day. They weren't all up in each other's business. And my mom was very selective. You know, one a bunch yeah. of there were not a lot of folks that were friends. Let me just tell you, mm-hmm. but she and Miss Yvonne mm-hmm. were friends, and it showed up for them. Uh, they lived their lives independently, but they were certainly interconnected, and it was just powerful. It was it was a powerful demonstration of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, I um, so I would say my Miss Yvonne is my auntie Gracie and uh, 
I remember some 30 years ago or something when I met Roger, my husband, and he, I was talking to his mom and I was saying something about, you know, my aunt Grace. And she said, well, she's your mom's friend. She's not your aunt. Mm. And I said, uh, no, she's my aunt. And um, she's like, well, I mean, I know she's liking, you know, she's going back and forth through all of this, but but here I am, you know, and even now to this day, my, my mom and, and my aunt met when they were 16 years old um, and they're still friends. And they, you know, my aunt Grace had the key to our house, yeah. had the key to hers, she had the key to my grandma's house. You know, she she took my grandma to some of the doctor's appointments. I mean, like we just did, we did life yes. together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there were also fights that I got to see them bounce mm-hmm. back from which I didn't know until I got much older that that was a gift yes. because I needed to see them bounce back from that mm. to know that I could bounce back in my friendships. You know, there, there are certain things that you can bounce back from other things, maybe right. not so much, but, um, but just to be able to see them do life together and, you know, their life taking um, different turns in different ways, but still always um, having that sisterhood that, um, to this day is just beautiful, you know, and I got ready to go to college. Auntie Grace was writing a check too. Okay. So how much, you right. I mean, it was just, just always a part of That's my right. life. Um, uh, like I said, until this day. So it is beautiful to be able to see, to see that. The key story you tell makes me laugh because I have another friend and um, she would drop her daughter off at my house. Um, most Saturdays because her, her, her line of work required her to work weekends and eventually, you know, I had a key to her house. She had a key to my house. And she had gone away. I don't know if she was out of the country. And her sister-in-law needed to get in her house. And she said, go to Nona and get the key. And her <laughs> sister-in-law was throwing off like 10 degrees about why would I have a key yeah. to this person's home? Right. I'm like, well, she has a key to my house, too. I mean, <laughs> right. Right. Just depends on where you are and who you are. And there may be a cultural component to it. I don't know. But um, it it worked out because our kids were together. Or our, you know, my kids were at your house or your kids were at my house. And so it's it's a key. I trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That is back to that trust. That is a high yes. level of trust. <laughs> I mean, look, you got the key to my house. You got the code right. to my alarm system. You know you right. my dog. <laughs> You are my friend. And I didn't even know it was an odd thing until this 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 relative of hers was like, you have her key? She said I had to come. Yep. And you're lucky I'm letting you unlock the door. I should be driving over there unlocking it. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch you. Right. You come on out. And then <laughs> the door back. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So, Nona, what does um, a perfect day spent with a friend look like for you? Okay, this is that moment where I can't just do all what's good for me. But for me, in in collaboration and conversation, um, (laughs) all my friends, I forgot to tell you this, all my friends got to like food. That that is a must. You you must like food. and so yep. food will be involved, whether it's lunch, brunch, dinner, lunch, brunch, dinner, and a snack. Um, there will be <laughs> there will be some type of a fun beverage. Um, um, I'd like to try different things. So uh, food and drinks, um, 
some downtime, some relaxation, some conversation, um, mm-hmm. some quirkiness, a bunch of nothing could work too. Uh, sightseeing, yeah. looking at paper. <laughs> oh, that's my thing. Looking at, um, you know, stores or getting ideas or talking about how you could do this. Um, and sometimes just walking, doing nothing. I, I'm okay with a lot, just space. I'm okay being in space with friends, but um, keeping it light, uh, which is was a growth area for me, is mm-hmm. learning to be unstructured, right? And yeah. um, going with the flow, I had to learn that. Um, and so mm-hmm. th- that's what a typical day would be like. Whatever made us laugh, we have to laugh too. Um, we'd have yeah. to laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, and many of my friends, we laugh at just the simplest things, right? Um, and this may be something wrong with us, but you know what I'm thinking about is oftentimes <laughs> it's within our circle or whomever we're with. It has nothing to do with other people. It's really laughing at our right. own stories, our own selves, our children, you know, us, all of that. And so that's what, yeah. Right. So lots of laughter, good food, mm-hmm. some downtime. Th- those would be priorities for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would agree with all of those things. And I would add to that, that I did something that I don't think I realized or maybe hadn't put words to, but um, a couple of weeks ago, we just got together randomly and it was just really random. And we just got in the car and just went to the mall and got something to eat. Like it was just really random and kind of mm-hmm. like unplanned. Um, but we were just together and that was good for me too. Like, it's just, it was simple. Um, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was easy. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And um, yeah, in that moment, I was like, you know what? This, yeah. this is good. Easy is a good word. Easy is a really good word because I don't like complex, highfalutin, got to get dressed 15 kind of ways. I can do that. (laughs) I don't prefer to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch and go, Mm -hmm. you know, keep it, keep it casual, cute, roll out girl. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I like my mix. I have to have the mixer. So, you know. I got yes. a little bit of both, yes. but um, you know, yes. it, it just all depends. So yeah, that was just one of those moments when I got back home and I was like, you know what? That was just easy. Mm-hmm. That was good. And what so, you don't know yeah. is I was in a funk, right? So go back to the quote you talked about. Um, I think I'd had um injured my neck somehow that week or something. But anyway, you had no idea. And I was like riding this little you know, try not to go on the self-pity wave. Um, and you were mm. just like, you want to do that? I'm like, oh, sh- yeah, I want to do that. And so um, it was <laughs> amazing. And even when the rain showed up, it was not a deterrent. So it gave me something to look forward to. Right. So, yeah, that intuitive. You may not have been aware of that, but yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so... I have a few questions for you that you just get to answer. I, I'll just call it a rapid round of questions. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what I want to ask you? Because, Nona, you mm-hmm. have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, you have two daughters. You have two daughters. But you have 
one older, but then you have your youngest daughter yes. who is about to graduate from high school this year. Um, and Lord knows dealing with COVID for the past two years, that's probably a story in and of itself, just helping her navigate all the changes that have come along with that. But when we're talking about friendships, how do you help your teen and adult daughters navigate their friendships um, in particular when you see um, them in a toxic friendship or, or, you know, kind of in that direction where it just doesn't seem healthy for them? Wow. Um, I usually offer my opinion about what I'm observing. It's rare that they agree initially. Mm-hmm. And over time, mm-hmm. they will come back sometimes and say, yep, you was right. You know, uh, my youngest daughter and I were talking last night and she said, I just realized people are so fake. And I said, what is mm-hmm. that about? And she said, I think people are friends with people who just happen to be near them sometimes. I don't think these are like lifelong friends or they're opportunists. I said, yep, that's kind of how it shows up sometimes. Um, she said, and you can see it. I don't think these people really genuinely care about each other. She said, I just think that they are, they live next door oh. or they go to school together. So they're friends, but they show up in ways where you can see that they don't care about each other. And for my younger daughter, um, getting these real friendships have been tough. Um, you know, she's mm-hmm. had friendships that have disappointed her where she's gone all out and she's been really in for people and, you know, and she's really honest. She said, you know, I had to work on myself because, you know, I'll cut you off. Uh, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. I'm cutting you off. And so I have said to her during COVID, you know, are you reaching out to people? Are you staying connected? Did you follow up with so-and-so? Did you see how she was doing? And sometimes she'll say no, because what I can say about her, her values are clear. And if you butt up against her values a lot, you just, you, she, she, she's not checking for you. She will leave you to the side Um, because she's crystal clear about Mm -hmm. some things. She's very open-minded. But at the same time, if you just really continue to disappoint her and show up in ways where there's betrayal, she doesn't deal with you and she'll move along. So she's in the self-discovery about what she needs as a friendship for friends uh, and from friends. And when Mm -hmm. she doesn't get it, how do you manage some of that? So going into college is going to be really interesting, I think, for her. Uh, It's going to be really important that she forms some key friendships. She's had some and they still exist. But for the most part, she doesn't have a robust friend group that she calls friends. There are people she kicks it with, team members and things of that nature. But she doesn't have a ride or die, I don't think. And then my oldest daughter, uh, which my youngest daughter brought up last night, she said, you know, I don't have that because I think it's a core group of probably six or eight of them that have probably been friends since middle school and they're all approaching 30. And, you know, wow. a group of them were recently on some social media where they had flown to another state because another one was having a baby and they surprised her and they showed up to like paint the nursery, do a shower, all during COVID. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's wow. the kind of group that they have been. And they have been that way. I know many of them have known each other since like elementary school. Uh, 
but they really have been a good group of friends since middle school. And they did not even go to the same high school. They certainly didn't go to the same college or choose the same career paths, but they are still connected. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's powerful. And that's, you know, the, the prayer that I have for all of our daughters, you know, many of us have daughters. I mean, yes. I want it for our sons as well. Um, but I think that that's really, um, you know, as I spoke earlier, we started off just about there's the, the scientific study about what friendships do, but then there's just that knowing, you know, that that we are privileged to know because we have that. And I've had both um, my I've had my children, um, you know, and even my mother at some point say, you know, wow, what you have is priceless. And I want that. And I said, you know, I, I, it is, and I'm grateful for it. But as you can mm-hmm. see, it took some time, mm-hmm. you know, to get to this point. And so um, I always tell my daughters that like, girl, you still got time. Like your, your people, That's your right. tribe, they're out there uh, and they're coming. You guys are on your way to each other. And so my prayer for them is like, you guys are on a collision course. Like y'all gonna bump into each well, this other. is God's. This is happen, God's work, so. though. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah, you know, I have. I keep saying I'm a transplant. I've been here 31 years now, but to have friends in a new space <laughs> is difficult to cultivate, and the depth of the friendship is, who transformative, right? Um, it's life giving. Um is what this friendship is. And I have a couple others that are deep, but, but, but to say, mm-hmm. if people saw the four of us, uh, they'd be like, they, they what? Uh, we don't look like obvious friends <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, and we're all unique, yeah. but we, um, it was, it was God's hand, you know, perfect timing, perfect season, Absolutely. all of that. Absolutely. Um, and so I know he had a hand mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, most definitely. He uh, placed us on that path to meet up. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that um, that our daughters yes. have been able to see that. Um, so hopefully that will yeah. inspire them. But, um, okay, so now... I can go into asking those other questions. So can you tell me, Nona, a good book about friendship? First book that comes to your mind. It's not all downhill from here by Terry McMillan. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. A good movie about. Okay. Terry, you're everywhere. Uh, Waiting to excel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I I wholeheartedly agree. Those are two wonderful books. That's a wonderful book and a wonderful movie. Um, so Nona, initially, just right away in the moment, what is your initial response when a friend quietness you? Quiet. Okay. And then um what is your initial response when your friend has great news? How are we gonna celebrate? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay. How do you show appreciation for your friends? Tell them. First thought. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So once again, I have to say that you all who are listening to this interview, you know why Nona is a good friend. Um, You heard the answers for yourselves. And um, hopefully this conversation will spark something because I do think um, something that Nona said earlier is that before you get to a particular space, have a conversation about it. So I think it is important. And that's something that I feel like I have learned or maybe learned the hard way, but I know it now. Um, Have conversations with your friends. Um, And not that you want, oh, friendship feels like so much work. But if we really think about it, in relationships, sometimes there is work that needs to be done. And sometimes the work is just a conversation Mm -hmm. and say, hey, what are your expectations of me? How can I best serve you when you're going through? And maybe that's a good question to ask when they're not in the middle of a battle. But, you know, how do you feel most celebrated? What can I do? I mean, because like you said, I might have my way, you know, and I might say, oh, let's do this. And you're thinking, well, I, you know, I really would like to right, have gone right. to Murray's or I mean, I don't know. But I'm just saying, I want you, you know, um, my services to you as your friend and vice versa. So I think it's important to have those discussions. I believe that um, our goal in friendships, at least for me, is to provoke and to pull out the greatness in one another, Um, to be there, to to offer a hand. Like you said, if you're on the side of the road, make it, whatever it is. But um, but to help, help our friends to get back up and continue to shine after a fall. Um, My, job is not to, you know, spotlight your wounds. Yeah, I want to help you to get through them, to heal from them so that you can function, you know, properly or good or, you know, be healthy. But I want to help you shine after your fall. And so I think that friendship is proven most beautiful and most fierce when we come together and we wholeheartedly love, support, as you said, Mm -hmm. serve and celebrate one another's successes. Um, and yeah. that we're just there without judgment, Absolutely. without judgment. So Nona, I want to say thank you to you for being my friend. Um, I love you. I appreciate your friendship. And um, I know that you have a copy of this because I, I gave it to you at a party <laughs> that I had, but I want to read this to you. Um, and I am definitely talking to you. Um uh, because you are my friend and my my relationship with you has been fearless and fearless. You know, many times people ask me, oh, you say fearless this and fearless that. What does that mean to you? It means many different things. Um, and so sometimes it just means activating courage in the face of fear. And sometimes a fear is a small thing. Like, I don't want to be vulnerable with you. But I'm going to push past that because I know that being vulnerable with you can take us to a new level. Um, and so... As I said, you've heard it before, but you've never heard me say it to you. So Nona, I wanna thank you because fearless friendships require risk, trust, and honesty. And you've been that for me. Fearless friends share their lives with you. They listen to and encourage you. And you've done that for me. Fearless friendships include laughter, tears, and forgiveness. Fearless friends draw you closer to God, push you to greatness, and celebrate your success. And Lord (laughs) knows you've done all of that for me. Fearless friendships correct, protect, and love. (laughs) And you've done that for me. 
Fearless friends are those you allow to see the real you Mm -hmm. and they love you more. Mm -hmm. And you've been that for me. Fearless friendships are a gift from God and you are a gift from God to me. You are my fearless friend, Nona. So thank you so much for being here today and having this discussion with me. But more than that, just thank you for being a part of my life and sharing your life with me. I appreciate you. I love you too. And I read along every word because I have it framed in my office. And so I read the fearless friendship. (laughs) Uh, It's a challenge. It, It requires to show up and mean what we say. So I love you. My life is enriched because of you. And I'm looking forward to all those golden years as I approach them um, with us continuing our friendship. So love you too. (laughs) Amen. So um, for those of you that are out there listening, you know, I dare you to, you know, call your friend, text your friend, whatever, let them know you love them. Um, Because one thing that I know for sure, and you know it too, that every day is not promised. And um, when I leave this earth, I want the people that I love to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I love you um, and that I loved doing life with you. So let your friends know. And to the homegirls that are members of the collective, I look forward to seeing you. We look forward to seeing you um, the next time we get together for our Wusa Wednesday. So thank you for joining us um, today in this conversation and on this journey to unite with our souls and each other as we conquer challenges, goals, and fears and strive to live with our souls full. Until the next time, good people, be well. <laughs>